Hallelujah. We ready for the next service? Awesome. Are you ready for announcements? All right. Today, today we are accepting offerings um, for Brother and Sister Harris um, to help with their travel expenses. Uh, Their travel account is really getting depleted quickly. So if you are able to, please give for that. Um, Also, we will be having missionaries, uh, Brother and Sister Marsh, here on Wednesday, June 7th, 7 p.m. Don't miss that. And then Saturday, June 10th, men's prayer and breakfast starts at 8 a.m. here. And then following that at 10 is the ladies. We are going to be reading chapter 14, Eunice and Lois of our notable women of scripture. So come prepared to just give your input and your insight. It's always great to hear what everybody else is gleaning from these chapters. On June 18th, we are taking the Father's Day offering. This goes for our men's ministries in the District of Wisconsin. Also, we were notified that family camp is still in need of workers. So if you are interested, um, they have openings for the kitchen, the canteen, and sanitation. If you go as a staffer, your room and board is paid, so that's a plus. Um, And if you are a, a family and you have family members go that aren't staffers, there would be a discount. So some perks, but you would be working, and so you would be able to only go to some of the services, not all of them. Keep that in mind if you want to. They need that right away. You can talk to pastor about how to register for that. Hallelujah. Amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God. For saving me when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, well, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. Hallelujah. Oh, he has done so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your many blessings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I give you glory and honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, 
there to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Oh, precious fountain that saves from sin. I am so glad I have entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Hallelujah, Jesus. All glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is power in your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Once like a bird in prison I dwelt. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and listened to me. Glory to God, he set me free. He set me free, yes, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound my Jesus to see. Glory to God, 
he set me free. Now I am climbing higher each day. Darkness of night has drifted away. My feet are planted on higher ground. Glory to God, I'm homeward bound. He set me free, yes, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glorified my Jesus to see. Glory to God, He set me free. Goodbye to sin and things that confound. Not of this world shall turn me around. Daily I'm working, I'm praying too. Glory to God, I'm going through. He set me free, yes, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. He set me free. Now I am climbing higher each day. Darkness of night has drifted away. My feet are planted on higher ground. Glory to God, I'm homeward bound. He set me free, yes, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. Glory to God, He set me free. He set me free, yes, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. Glory to God, He set me free. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free from the bondage of sin and death. Delivering us into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You hung on a cross. You suffered and paid the price, the ultimate price for me. The just punishment of my sins, you bore yourself. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thereby setting me free. Giving me liberty. Giving me victory over sin. Over, over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship You. I praise You. I laud and I magnify You. I give glory and honor unto the Most High God today because You are great and You are greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are my King. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are my Savior, my Redeemer. You are the lover of my soul. You are my shield and my buckler. My high tower and my strong defense. You're my exceeding great reward. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're in this place this morning. We heap glory and honor unto the Most High God. We bow in Your presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are sovereign in this place. You are sovereign in every place.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We exalt you. We exalt you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. You're worthy of my worship. You're worthy of my praise. You've done everything for me. You've given everything for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of my service. You're worthy of anything I have. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. He saved us. He delivered us from sin, from death. The price that I had looked forward to paying myself, He paid. I can't ever let that become mundane in my life. I can't ever start taking that for granted. That the God of glory, the God of all creation, wrapped Himself in flesh for the sole purpose of dying so that I could be forgiven, so that I could have a right relationship with Him again. I can't ever let that stop amazing me. I love Him so much, but only because He first loved me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. He's given us an opportunity here, church. Let's reach out to Him. Let's reach out to God. Whatever you have need of, He's here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is your service. You are sovereign. You are sovereign here, Lord Jesus. Do as you will. Move as you will. Act as you will. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We submit ourselves to you in this place. Minister to the needs of here today, I pray. Undergird your people with strength today, I pray. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus.
Keep reaching out, church. We have a unique opportunity here this morning. Praise God. He's already working. Praise God. Praise God. God always knows what we have need of, even when we don't. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. God can do just anything He wants to do here. Amen. He's God. He can do things only God can do. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 7. We'll read verses 15 through 20. I am so thankful that God revealed to me this truth. I don't know where I'd be today if I were still living in the truth that I had prior. Thank God. Matthew 7, verses 15 through 20 says this. This is Jesus speaking. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Be speaking for the remainder of this service on this topic, the great reset. The great reset. Lord Jesus, we we pray to you one more time that you would bless the remainder of your service. We know of a surety that you are here and that you are moving and operating according to your perfect will, according to our desperate needs. Pray that you would continue to do so, that you would have complete and absolute liberty in this place to do according to your will. We give ourselves wholly to you in this service today. We receive all that you speak to us. We will accomplish that which you please. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing and for ministering in this place. You may be seated. All through history, there has been a war going on. We know that. Ever since Satan... Lucifer decided to lift himself up above the place of God. God had an enemy. And thereafter, God created man in His image, His likeness. Mankind has an enemy. Because this enemy can't touch God, he touches us. He comes against us. But he only does so because he hates God. God loves us. So if he can't touch God, he will touch that thing that God loves. All through history, we see this demonstrated throughout Scripture. We see the people of God warring against various factions, against various enemies that would arise, that would conquer them, that would oppress them, and God would send a deliverer. God would deliver them from the bondage of this enemy. God would give them victory. God would defeat this enemy in their behalf. Amen. Today, we still have an enemy. Today, we are still at war. Today, we still fight against the same enemy. His tactics may seem different, but they're exactly the same. They're exactly the same. Anything God desires to do, anything God loves, He will seek to destroy. Anything, any precept that God lays down, He will warp and twist and lay down an alternate precept. A twisted, warped version of that. The Great Reset. We understand, most of us, what that means in today's day and age. There is a power in the world today called the World Economic Forum, WEF. 
man that belongs to that forum, uh, Klaus Schwab, has a book out called The Great Reset. I have not read it. I probably will never read it. But uh, this is an idea, this Great Reset, that's put forward by the World Economic Forum to fundamentally restructure the global economy in the wake of COVID-19. Please understand this will not be an exercise or a lesson on world economics. Uh, I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang on. This package is packaged to us. This idea is packaged to us wrapped in benevolence and with the idea that this is for our greater good. They always are, right? You will own nothing and you will be happy. Indicating that they desire to eliminate private property. <clears throat> Nobody owns anything, which of course isn't true. Somebody has to own it. The few elites, those in power, will own everything. The United Nations Conference on Trade and Development in 2022 released this global recession warning. And I quote, the world is headed toward a global recession and prolonged stagnation unless we quickly change the current policy course of monetary and fiscal tightening in advanced economies. May I translate? The various govern governments and elected officials of the world are not doing the job correctly. You need someone smarter, someone better, us to manage that for you. Kunal Kumar and Murdil Kaushink, I don't know who they are, but in September 14, 2022, they stated this, quote, COVID-19 was the test of social responsibility. A huge number of unimaginable restrictions for public health were adopted by billions of citizens across the world. There were numerous examples globally of maintaining social distancing, wearing masks, mass vaccinations, and acceptance of contact tracing applications for public health, which demonstrated the core of individual social responsibility, which is a metric that they will measure and will be folded into other metrics to determine your worthiness. At the heart of these and many other proposed policies by the WEF and other globalist organizations are philosophies and ideologies that are in direct and violent opposition to Scripture, direct and violent opposition to God. Amen. Where do you think that puts you, a biblical Christian, in their sights? That's exactly right. You will be targeted. You are being targeted. Now, there is a difference between stated desired outcomes and the actual results of these policies once implemented. We see this very clearly, very plainly, if we look at communism. You look at communism on paper, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. The only problem is, it's never been successfully implemented. It can't be successfully implemented. Why? Because it involves people. It involves human beings. And once you put them into the mix, the whole thing falls apart. The desired outcome are always stated as it's for the greater good. It's for your good. It will improve this. It will take care of that. But it doesn't. It can't. Why? Because the fundamental basis of these ideologies is in direct contradiction to truth. That's why. It cannot, it will not do anything to help. It will destroy. We see the results of it worldwide. I don't know how many times and in how many countries we see example after example of these various ideologies implemented under the guise of benevolence, the guise of freeing the little man, equity, justice for all, 
Great sounding words. We all want equity. We all want justice for all. But when they're implemented, it's justice for the elites. It's equity for the elites and serfdom for everyone else. Human life becomes worthless unless you can produce for the state. If you cannot produce, you're using up valuable resources. We're going to get rid of you. That is in direct violation to the ideas placed to us in Scripture. All human life has value. These ideologies are dangerous. They are dangerous, folks. By their fruits ye shall know them. Their stated goals do not line up with the results that we see. Their fruit, the fruit that these ideologies produce is human suffering, misery, and carnage. A fascist government who possesses everything and rules absolutely, and serfs, slaves, who own nothing and are completely dependent on the benevolence of the state. Absolutely no human rights or freedoms except for those in power. Human life becomes worthless except for what you can produce. The enemy's great reset seeks to eliminate every vestige of God in public and private life and reshape the world in His monstrous image. That's their goal. That's His goal. You want to talk about a conspiracy theory? The Bible is rife with them. Just look through prophetic Scripture. There is a grand conspiracy, folks. There is someone behind the veil. That great serpent, Satan, he's the one pulling the strings of all of this. Here's a question that I've never received a good answer for. Humanism. Atheism. We don't believe in God. There is no God. If that's true, then why do you fight so violently against Him? Why do you hate Him so desperately? Why will you spend your entire life, your fortune, to oppose Him if He is a myth, if He doesn't exist? I'll tell you why. Because they know for a fact He exists. And they hate Him. And the person running the strings, pulling their strings, hates Him. And they will spend and they will be spent in this war against God. They know He exists. And they hate Him. They hate what He stands for. They hate what you stand for. Their great reset seeks to eliminate God, eliminate God's law, from planet Earth. But God also has a great reset. And it's coming soon. Hebrews 9 and 27 says, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. No matter who you are, no matter how powerful you are in this life, how wealthy you are, no, no matter what your name is, you are mortal. You are human. And one day, said the Lord Terry, you will die. Not by my hand. That's not a threat. That's just a fact of life. 200 years from now, said the Lord Terry, all of us are gone. I would imagine. Everyone knows this is a fact of life. And after we're dead, if there is no God, what does it matter what happened here? If I'm a cosmic accident, this is all some big cosmic joke, what does anything matter? Go ahead and believe in God. I couldn't care less. 
It's not going to matter anyway. You would think, right? If there is no God, then none, nothing matters. It doesn't matter what you believe. I can believe in the flying spaghetti monster. I can believe in the tooth fairy. I can believe in me. Who cares? We're all going to die in the end and everything's going to be wiped out. Anything I've done isn't going to matter. But they don't believe that. Revelation 20, 11 through 15 says this, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Also Second Corinthians 5 and 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. God, the righteous judge, at some day is going to close the door to the ark. Close the door to salvation. Thankfully, that day is not yet, but it's coming soon. Where all, all people everywhere are going to be clamoring, just like in the days of Noah. I wish I had a second chance. I wish I just had one more opportunity. But it's too late. It will be too late. And no matter how much you beg and scream and moan and complain, no matter what you do or say or think, it's going to remain too late. The door is shut. And it's going to be too late. The merciful God, the God that hung on a cross and died for us, the one that desires more than anything else to forgive us and to save us, will become our judge. And He will judge us according to what's written in the books. He is going to reset the books. He's going to balance everything out and close them once and for all. There will be justice for all people everywhere. That will be good for some. That will be very bad for others. There is no justice. There is... There's sometimes no justice in this life. And that's just the way it is. Bad things happen to Christians. They sure do. No matter how desperately and how hard you live for God, bad things happen from time to time. Injustices happen. That's just the way it is down here, folks. That's the world we live in. It's fallen. It's broken. That will be reset too. That's going to be reset too. There's coming a day, folks. But not yet. There are things that we have to go through first as people of God. There are things that we are going to that we must endure. He that endures to the end shall be saved. We will suffer injustices. We will suffer the wrath of the enemy. God will protect some. God will protect, I believe, all of us to an extent. But I think some of us will endure some wrath of the enemy. Some rage against the church, against the people of God. The apostles didn't suffer the same. I don't think we'll suffer the same today. But he that endures to the end shall be saved.
everything is going to be made right. Every injustice you've ever suffered will be made right. If not in this life, in the next. Those that think they've gotten away with things. Those books will be balanced as well. Those that lived like the devil and haven't suffered any consequences. Those that we always look to. I'm doing my best to serve you, God, and I'm going through all this. That guy, he's living like sin incarnate. Having the time of his life. Why? Until I saw their end. I'll pick the end of Lazarus. Someone else can have the end of the rich man. All will stand and give an account, and they will be righteously and perfectly judged. There will be no plea bargains. There will be no more time off for for good behavior. Nothing like that. The judgment will be swift, it will be righteous, and it will be absolute. There will be no appeals. There will be no arguments in your defense. We will be righteously judged. Should we die in the Lord, we will have already been righteously judged at Calvary. Calvary is perhaps the greatest reset of all. If we'll allow Jesus Christ to pay the sins that we've committed, Bible promises us in 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's the greatest reset imaginable. I can bring Jesus my broken, destroyed life And He can reset everything. He can make it right. He can make it new. He can make it something worth living again. God doesn't remember those things from my past. It's reset. Isaiah 43 and 25 says, I, even I, am He that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake. And will not remember thy sins. Hebrews 8 and 12 says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember? No more. He remembers them no more. God's great reset. We know and we've seen demonstrated the fruit that the enemy produces. Wanton destruction, misery, carnage. What fruit is produced in our lives? Galatians 5, 22 and 23 speaks to that. Fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. That's the fruit that we should expect in our lives. 
in the body of Christ. That's the fruit that is produced. The world will continue to press, will continue to push their agenda. It is an agenda. We will continue to push ours. Or rather, we'll push God's agenda. We know how the battle ends. But the battle hasn't ended yet. What we have to look forward to, though, when it does. In conclusion, Revelation 21. I'll read the first seven verses. I'd encourage you to read the whole chapter. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The great reset. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. Adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. He will have made all things new. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh, he that overcometh, shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. He shall be my son. Let's all stand. Presently, we are in a war. Presently, we suffer injustices according to the will and plan of God. But God giveth more grace. We can endure unto the end, unto the great reset, when none of this is going to matter anymore. Whatever we've been through, whatever we've been asked to endure or to give or to sacrifice, it won't matter anymore. in the light of what we're going to receive, the glory that we're going to enter into, the physical presence of Jesus Christ. Everything is going to be made new, folks. Every injustice will be made right. Amen. That's the great reset I look for. The enemy will do whatever it can do. And they will do whatever they can do against the church, against the people of God, against everything God stands for. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And when the books are open, our names will be there. Our names are there right now in the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise God. But there are other people we know of a surety. Pawns of the enemy, just as we were once pawns of the enemy. We do so ignorantly. 
That's all they know. God loves them. God desires to save them. God desires to use them mightily in His service. And He wants to use each of us according to the gifts and talents He's given us, the ministries He's given us, to lead them to a place of salvation, a place of repentance. Amen. Try not to take the war personal. It's not you the enemy hates. It's God. You're just stuck in the middle. Or maybe we should take it personal. And uh, do everything we can to fight against that according to the will and plan of God. We have like the seals says two weeks in a long day. <coughs> uh, we may have a long day ahead of us pretty soon. But after that after that we have eternity. And we need, in the meantime, we need to do everything we can. We need to do everything we can to pray, to fast, to preach and to teach, to example, to demonstrate Jesus Christ to this world. Amen. Let's just take a moment right now. Let's call out on God. I don't know how you're feeling in this exact moment. I don't know what the Lord's been speaking to you about. But let's pursue that as individuals. Maybe He's laid someone on your heart. Let's pray for them. Maybe He's uh, encouraged you that even though you're going through something momentarily, you have a lot to look forward to in heaven. Rejoice in that. Wherever the Lord's brought brought you at this point, let's just uh, let's pursue that for just a little while here. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for you. We are disappointed from time to time in this life. We are tempted sometimes to be discouraged. We get weary. We get tired, Lord, when we see the the unrighteous prosper and the righteous suffer. But we know from Scripture, Lord Jesus, that this is a very temporary situation. Help us, as in all things, to get our eyes focused on eternal things, on eternity. Not so much on the temporal. In the temporal... Things are whacked. They're off balance. They're, they're crazy. But when we see eternity, it all makes sense. And everything is made right. And everything is made brand new. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to do everything we can to fight and to resist what the enemy is seeking to do. to advance the kingdom of God according to Your will and plan. Anoint us to do such. Anoint us to effectually demonstrate You to this world. Lord, that You would use us to accomplish Your purposes and Your plan. But through it all, help us to keep eternity in mind. That at the end of it all, we're going to spend eternity with You. And everything is going to be reset. And all things are going to be made new. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray for Your people this morning that You would minister to them in every, every way necessary. 
that you would bless them, Lord Jesus. Let your hand be upon them for good. Anoint them with power and with great authority. Help them to effectually demonstrate you. To do those things that you would do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the hope that we have in you. Thank you, Jesus, that whatever we're called to, you give more grace. We can endure anything, blessing, trial, if we're there by your will. And you give grace sufficient. Help us to glorify you, whether by life or by death. Help us, Lord Jesus, to glorify you in every aspect of our lives. That you would be well pleased with your people here. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love the statement of the Apostle Paul when he said, These light afflictions, which are but for a moment, worketh in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. Amen. And that's exactly what it's going to look like from the other side. Those things that we've been asked to endure, situations that we've faced that were just so frustrating and so disappointing. Light afflictions which lasted but for a moment compared to the glory that we're going to receive. Amen. Folks, our hope is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Amen. And the best is yet to come. The greater the darkness, the brighter the light. I'm looking for huge, amazing things that God's going to do before the end comes. And I'm excited. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so very much. Uh, Tuesday prayer, Wednesday service.